and welcome to the official podcast of LFG, Ladies Full of Grit, with your host, Carrie Wadsworth. We give ourselves grace to overcome obstacles but have enough grit so we don't have to overcome the same ones twice. Get ready for life-changing interviews with incredible women from all different backgrounds that have built themselves back from the unimaginable. Grab a cup of coffee, throw your hair up, and throw out your excuses with us. Guys, for um, being on here today, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, this is going to be our first, you know, podcast, our first video for LFG, which is Lady School of Grit. Uh, we want to say thank you for all being here, and we want to welcome an incredible woman that is going to be a huge, you know, just kind of rock star in our group as far as what she could bring to the table. Is really persevering through things that she's had to go through in life, and I know that some of us are facing some really heavy things in our personal lives, along with building, you know, an entire agency and organization, each individually here. And so I think that what she can bring to the table is really just an insight and some motivation and helping us get through those tough things. And if anybody's got grit, I know that she does. So I think that this first Ladies Full of Grit podcast is going to be incredible. So thank you, Jessica Owen, uh, for being here. You are, you know, a company owner, a business owner. Uh, Black Rifle Co. And you also own some nonprofits and uh, are rocking those as well. Uh, you've got a heart for veterans, a heart for kids, a heart for giving, serving in your community. Um, and all of these things are incredible. So thank you so much for being here. Um, so please tell us a little bit about you. Well, um, first of all, thank you for having me on here. This is amazing. And I'll just start with my past a little bit just to give you an idea of who I am. But I'm a uh, former crack and heroin addict. Um, got, oh, ended up going homeless. I was homeless about four and a half years ago. We had to pack all our shit up and get out of there in order to survive. So we left everything, which wasn't much because we were homeless. So we pretty much just left with the clothes off of our backs and we came to Georgia and just started all over again. And it took a while, but we started up a nonprofit for veterans because my husband is army infantry. So we have a big heart for veterans. But we realized there wasn't a specific nonprofit for homelessness and addiction. So we started that up. It's called Flanders Fields. So, you know, we, we house homeless vets, you know, we help them get into recovery, get clean time. We help with job placement, stuff like that. But then in the process of doing this, we realized that like 90% when we would go out and do our groundwork and, you know, talk to people and just be there on the ground and be like, hey, are you ready? Have you suffered enough? Do you need to get, are you ready to get help? Like 90% of those people, the ones that were ready were not veterans. Um, We noticed that they were, you know, just regular people. And, you know, according to the IRS, the way we were chartered, we couldn't really help um, anybody if they, if they weren't veterans. So we started a new nonprofit, uh, another one called We Fight Monsters. That deals a lot with trafficked women, women of, you know, domestic abuse, you know, children that are in the midst of addiction with their parents or, you know, anything that has to do that is just touched by the monsters of addiction and which, you know, we, we were homeless on the streets of South Memphis. So we actually know a lot of these people. So it's easier for us to help them mostly because we've got kind of a, a two-way street. Like we have the support of the of the law enforcement because they like what we're doing. They're, we're trying to clean up the streets, but we also have the support of I guess the, the bad people, 
which, you know, a lot of them are not actually bad. They're just addicted. And a lot of them have come clean and said, like, like, I want to be clean. Please help me. And so we've gotten a lot of them into treatment. You know, their kids will be without clothes because I don't know if any of y'all have dealt with addiction, but when you were in the midst of addiction, you really don't go to the store for your kids. You don't buy them new clothes. You don't buy them toys. They don't get birthdays. You know, so we've noticed, especially in South Memphis and in North Memphis, which those are two places we were struggling in, a lot of the kids out there just don't have a lot. So we wanted to, we have eight kids. So, of course, we have a huge heart for kids. We love them just so much. And so we just, it just broke our heart to see all of these kids hurting so badly. And then later on in life, it's just, it's like the cycle. You know, if they were raised this way, they're going to grow up. They're going to become addicts. They're going to raise their kids. It's just a cycle. And we're trying to break that generational trauma cycle. So that's what our, our big thing is. We have three halfway houses in Memphis that we're running. Um, I think we have a capacity of uh, 42, 42 beds. So we have one women's house, two men's house. One of the houses are for veterans. One's for drug court clients. We work with Shelby County Drug Court in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, sorry, I feel like I'm rambling. There's just so much. You're, and, you're uh, so good. You're so good. This is good stuff. There's so one of the uh, trap houses that we used to, sorry, a trap house is a house where they sell dope and women. Um, so when we were homeless, we would go live on the dope track because that's all we wanted was dope, right? So that's where you go live. So this trap house that we lived in, we actually came back after four and a half years clean time. We came back to Memphis and we bought it. We kicked out the dope boys and we shut it down. So now we are in the process of shutting down trap houses. We've shut down a few of them and now we are renovating an entire block of South Memphis. It's our buy back the block initiative that we have going on. And we're in the process of, I think there's three houses right now that we're trying to rebuild because they're very old, you know, the walls had to be knocked down. So anyway, that's in a nutshell, that's what we're doing. That's incredible. And seriously, like, thank you for what you're doing. And also Ben, thank you so much for your service. So also, I mean, how do you talk that, right? So everything that you guys do and what you accomplish is all with being a mom, with being, you know, a mom to a household, right? And so you're balancing so many hats right now. And I feel like as a mom, you're pulled in a thousand different directions. So tell us like how you balance all that kind of fly by the seat of your pants type thing, or is it, I've got a schedule I've got to stick to every single day. Tell us a little bit about that. It's kind of both actually. A lot of it is fly by the seat of your pants, mostly just because of what we deal with. Like, um, when it comes to addiction, there is no scheduling. Like you don't know when someone's going to relapse. You you saw a few days ago, one of my very good friends just died, you know, and she actually wasn't even in addiction anymore. She had finally got clean. She'd been clean for nine months, but her heart gave out, you know, so, and we deal with that a lot. There's just so many uncertainties when you're dealing with people in addiction. And so we've just had to get used to that. But that's how we grew up for, I mean, that's how we've been for years, like when we were out there. So we're a little bit used to it. We're, I guess we're more equipped to deal with that kind of stuff. But when it comes to, um, you know, scheduling and motherhood and stuff, there's a few things that I definitely live by, which are alarms. 
I will go on my iPhone and I will set like 20 alarms if I need to. Um, mostly because Ben has so much going on. I'm like his secretary as well. So I'll be like, Ben, did you eat? Ben, are you going to, you know, you have this call at this time. And so, and then I have, you know, all my kids. So I will have like 20, 30 alarms on my phone that go off to remind me. So that's one way that it helps. Another thing is I'm not lazy and I hate laziness. And I try to tell my kids this, like get off your ass. So having a clean house helps. And, you know, with all of the kids that I have, you know, I don't let them just sit on their iPads all day. Um, I'm like, get up and help with this laundry or get up, throw this trash away. And I never leave a room empty handed. That's one thing, you know, because something can always be done. Something always needs to be taken somewhere else. So I just and I just do it as I go. It's uh, I don't really know how else to explain it. But, you know, we're women. We just go. That's just what we do. And I don't even think that we really think about it. We just do it because it's embedded in our DNA. We are just multitaskers by nature. That's what we do. So I just, just go, go, go. I don't sit down. I think that for so many of us, we always struggle with, am I doing enough? You know, am I, am I serving enough for the kids? Am I, am I being as good of a mom that I can be? Am I being as good of a wife as I can be? Am I being, you know, the business owner that I need to be, the mentor that we're always so hard on ourselves, right? So um, speaking to that is, is huge, but you know what, if we keep the kids alive, we keep them fed. <laughs> we are, we're, we're doing okay. Huh, mom? <laughs> we've got, we've got to give ourselves grace. And that that's what LFG is all about is giving ourselves grace to get through the crap that we're going through. And that's huge. You know, as far as what you're doing, I, I feel like you, you're the epitome of that because it did take a lot of grace for you to get through that. And yes, there are some demons that you fought, but they're gone. And like, I'm proud of you for that. And I know that we're all not struggling the same, but we all have the same struggles in the sense of we try to be perfect. We try to be the best that we can. And sometimes we just get exhausted. And so whenever you do take that time where you've just got, you've got to take some time for you. um, What does that look like for you? How do you, you know, just kind of take a step back and, and, you know, take care of you? Well, that's, uh, I don't, so so I'm bad at this. I actually don't do that a whole lot. I do have my bath time. So every night I just tell Ben, like, you just take care of the kids. Don't mess with me. And just, I just take a bath for like 30 minutes. And that is my time, my 30 minutes of the day. That's, that's really all I have because there's just so much, but it's, it's really, that's, I'm so used to going all the time. That that's, I guess I really don't need a whole, that sounds really stupid. Sorry, but, and it, it is good. And I'm not good at that. And I have people telling me, look, you need to sit down. You t- need to take a little bit more time. You're going to die early. And um, it's kind of when you've been in addiction, like I have been and seen the stuff, like just giving back, that is how I get by my rest. It's, it's kind of counterintuitive because I'm out there doing stuff and it's, but it helps when I'm helping others that, is what brings me peace, if that makes any sense. It totally does. It totally does. In our line of work, um, what we do is we serve families through life insurance and helping families protect their futures and protect their legacies and, and really start a legacy that maybe they've never had. And so super proud of all the women that are here. And so I think what we all need to remember is that we do need to take time for taking care of us, taking care of our mental health, so that whenever we're sitting in front of those families, that we are 100% focused on them 
and not the messes in our head and the messes, you know, uh, going on in our lives. And so that's, that's a good point that we need to really take care of ourselves too. So tell us a little bit about your kiddos and what all, what do you guys do for fun? Like, where do you guys, do you travel? Uh, well, we travel, but it's, it's for work really. Um, and what sucks is with that many kids, like I literally need a school bus to take all of them. So I can't take all of them anywhere. Like we can't go on a normal family vacation most of the time, but you know, I've got like a 19 year old, 18 year old, 17 year old. So it just goes all the way down to a two year old. So, you know, the three um, oldest ones are kind of, they're still living with me, all of them, but they're kind of in their own little thing. They have work, they have college and so, so the, the little kids really, you know, we'll, we'll go to the movies or we like the outdoors a lot. We're very outdoorsy. So they like going, you know, fishing and just playing in a creek, which is really cool because that's free and that's a lot of kids. So, um, you know, we'll go to the park, we'll go to the creek, just catching snakes in the backyard. So anything, anything like that, really. Um, we do travel a lot. But, um, and actually, so we could save money for hotels and B&Bs and all that, we just rented a house in Memphis. It's not the best part of town, so I don't let my kids go outside early, but I can take them with me when we do go, <clears throat> like we're going next week. And I actually take the kids with us. We, we like to involve the kids. I want them to see and feel what it's like to help others and be able to, you know, feed a homeless person. I want them to be comfortable talking to them and you know you know because most kids you know they're, they're in their ipads they're in their own little world and that's cool they're kids but i want my kids to to be able to experience all of that so we'll take them to the houses that we're re redoing we'll help them you know we'll give them a hammer to swing and help you know break down the walls of the the houses we're doing so we try to involve them as much as possible and oddly enough they they don't think of it as work like they love it. They beg to go back. So that is actually part of what of what we do for fun. Like we just our mission in general is is fun. Um, so what is, um, you know, I know that I don't know if COVID, you know, affected you guys uh, a whole lot. But what are some things that over the last few years that you've noticed really in your line of work? I don't know that changes as far as work culture or how things have gone just within the last couple of years, you know, tell us a little bit about that. If COVID really affected you guys um, and how you overcame that. It actually made it a little bit better because, you know, COVID hit in like what, 2020, 2019, 2020, something like that. And uh, I mean, like really hit, really got big. And at that time, you know, we, we went and got clean in 2019. So in 2020, 2021, we were still building our life back. And then when COVID hit, it was kind of good for us actually, because we had a, um, Ben's always had multiple e-commerce brands. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, nobody wants to go to the stores. Everybody's buying stuff online. Well, we have online stores. So that actually helped us. Um, it helped us a lot, actually, because we were able to, you know, save money, finally get a place of our own again. So I, I actually, I hated COVID. I hated wearing masks. I, I will fight anybody that tells me to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. And I would still go out. And uh, so it didn't really affect me too much. I understand, like, you know, the retail people and the retail stores, it was horrible for them. But we had online brands. So it was, it was not too bad for us. And what do you feel like really has been your personal biggest accomplishment as far as 
even motherhood, you know, business-wise, whatever the case may be, just for you personally? Definitely for me personally, becoming who I am now, because I, and y'all don't know my history, history, but my mom was, you know, my mom was an addict. She was a crack addict. You know, I started drugs very early and they say, once you start drugs, that's where your mental growth stops. So technically my mental growth stopped when I was 12. So I didn't really, you know, I was on drugs from 12 till, you know, like four and a half years ago. So, so to be able to come back from homelessness, have businesses, have nonprofits, have all my kids and be able to get into a level of emotional maturity to where instead of beating someone's ass, I'm actually talking to you on a normal level and using words, you know, it's just, which that's probably normal for most people just to be emotionally mature. But for me, it took me, it took a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of growth, you know, I had to learn how to be a wife, be a mother. These all sound like very stupid things that normal women know how to do. But it took me, you know, for all that I had to endure and go through growing up and all the drugs, definitely who I am now and all of the shit that I can do all at the same time and, you know, manage and not freak out over. I think that is one of my big, biggest accomplishments. I'm so proud of you. Seriously. Thank you. I've looked up to you for a couple of years now, whatever I <laughs> found Ben on LinkedIn and just seeing you guys post together. I was like, man, these people are incredible. I'm super proud of you. Super honored that you're here. So what obstacles, you know, have you faced, you know, others, you know, work related or not work related that you have, you know, overcome and kind of give those steps of what others can do that are, are new to this, are new to, you know, business and new to, you know, finding out who they are. What's some advice that you can give to these, you know, new business owners? Um, well, advice, I would say definitely if you are any bit lazy, get rid of that because you will never get anywhere in life at all, ever being lazy. And another thing is don't procrastinate. And those are things that I've had to, I've had to really lean into that because with this many kids and this many, but you just can't procrastinate because something is going to get left. Balls are going to get dropped, you know, and especially my line of work, that means people die. So I definitely have to really watch that. But, you know, if there's something that needs to be done, fucking do it. Just do it, do it, get it over with, and then go on to the next thing. And if it's, you know, and also knowing what you can and cannot do and and learning to say no, because as women, we just, we, we want to do it all because it's what we do. We're multitaskers. So I think it's good to have a, a level of just of knowledge to know, no, I can't do this. This is going to set me over the edge, you know, and being able to say no to certain things. And another thing uh, that I just do just because I'm a, I'm an introvert. So I'm a little awkward. I don't really, you know, I'm not just terribly great with, with people and stuff. So I don't, I don't get into drama. Like when it, you know, if you have a report, you know, you're supposed to do, but Karen calls you want to talk on the phone 30 minutes because, you know, Sabrina's cheating on her husband or something. Just put the phone down. Like, just do it. Like, mm-hmm. no one gets yeah. No one cares. No, like, no gossip, no drama. Just, just get into your work mode, focus and get the shit done. And that's, that's, that's what I do. Um, I don't even really have friends. I have been, which is, you know, a lot of people say that's unhealthy and it might be, but that's how I get my day done. That's how I get all of these tasks done because I don't focus on bullshit. And I think that's a big thing 
It's just not, you know, doing what you have to do. Just do what you got to do. So good. And I'm such an introvert now. I used to um, kind of not be, especially with, um, you know, launching an agency into a new state. I kind of had to be an extrovert. However, COVID has changed that. And so I've noticed I've kind of regressed back. Um, uh, I've, I've turned into a very big introvert. And plus, there there's some stuff in our past uh, within our, our own family that, that kind of made me regress as well. But your your story is incredible. And um, your inspiration for me personally is huge. So I'm learning to trust uh, this process of, you know, putting myself back out there. And uh, it's not easy. And I know there's a level of vulnerability that has to come whenever you are building a business. And uh, I, you know, appreciate you sharing yours here. It sounds like you're just, you're not afraid to just say it like it is and tell your story to whoever you can, um, because we never know who we're going to impact. And so hopefully somebody out there that listens to this either today in this group or through the podcast, it could be a year from now. Just please know that there is help out there for you and we can get you some resources at the end. Uh, we're going to um, definitely let you know how to reach out and how to find Jessica for that help. But, you know, this is so exciting to, to learn all this stuff about you. Oh, and also, where did you invent me? So want to hear your story? <laughs> so we met in Narcotics Anonymous. I do not recommend that for anyone <laughs> ever. Don't do that. <laughs> I got extremely lucky. He says he got extremely lucky. What I think it was, it was God ordained. I mean, that's that's all it is. It was God. It was nothing but God. Because Arconic Synonymous, man, that is where you meet some monsters. Don't do that. And we did go back out there. You know, we, we went and got high and we lost everything. We burned it to the ground. Lost the house, the cars, kids, everything. So it could have been a dumpster fire of an ending. But... We, we just, we took what we could and learned from it and we built from it. And I think that's what everything, that's what this is all about is rebuilding and be able to take all of your discomfort, all of your suffering and don't waste it. Do not waste your suffering. Use that, use that pain and make it into something beautiful. And if I leave anybody with anything, it's that don't waste that suffering. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We hope you leave here full of grit, grace, and join us for our next podcast coming soon. For information on where to find our guests and support their cause, please visit the links in the podcast description below. If you know a resilient woman that you'd like us to interview, email info at ladiesfullofgrit.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and then go get your LFT shirts, candles, and other merch at www.ladiesfullofgrit.com.